Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. This is Nkozi here on the microphone. Also on this podcast is my co-host, John. You want to say hi, John? Hey, how's everybody doing? All right. So this week we're going to talk about some of the shakeups that have been happening on the DC side since we talked about some of the things happening on the Marvel side. And we're also going to talk about the previous video game awards that just happened a few days ago. But before we get to that, John's going to talk about his food pick. So, John, take it away. So, I tell you, lately I have been craving more carryout restaurants. Because I like, I want to go to a spot where I can just be like, either look up on Uber Eats and I can just easily get to. So I was talking to a family member about this, my mom, and she always tells me, be careful what you wish for. So today I'm going to tell you about two restaurants that 100% Siren songs, my inner glutton. Number one is Empanada Mama. Now, Empanada Mama has um, opened two locations. Well, a new location on uh, 42nd Street. It's now open. And I got to say, so happy. Because before I used to go to Hell's Kitchen, but now... I have, whenever I'm in Times Square, which is usually a lot, I have my empanada spot. And very easy to go. You don't even wait too long for whatever you're ordering, depending the empanada. So when I went, I ordered the buffalo chicken, the spicy chicken. I ordered the macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese empanada is good. Now... I know I'm mentioning a whole lot of empanadas here, but the reason why, because they're so easily affordable. I went in there expecting to spend 20. I came out spending 14. Not too much money. Not too much money. And I didn't know, I didn't know glutton. I did not allow it to really take over my whole glutton. I was responsible. I ordered, like I said, I ordered the mac and cheese, the spicy chicken, and the buffalo chicken. And I ordered the pizza empanada. And it was a pepperoni pizza empanada. Very well made. Each one varied from $4.65 to less. Like, I think the cheapest one I spent was the macaroni and cheese one, which was only like $4. 436 wasn't much and I tell you people definitely check this empanada mama to go out on 42nd street you're definitely right on 42nd it's more like on 41st street and 7th avenue can't miss it really can't miss it it's right next to um, midtown comics and yes, I got to say, I really enjoyed it. It was um, very resourceful for me because where I was going to at the time, like today, 
Today I went to my class. I went to a eight annual class for my license. We had a break. I was hungry, and luckily and behold, Epidana Mama was right there to tend to my craving and my dying eight-hour hunger from fasting in the morning. But honestly, I gotta say this is a good restaurant. Good, good restaurant that is doing. That now has a carry-out-to-go spot in a very good location. And I highly suggest everyone definitely check it out. Moving on from empanadas, I have to say I went all the way to, I got luckily um, called to check out this one spot, which is a, it's like a potato fusion when it comes to the food and the theme of the spot it's another carry out spot called spuds now spuds originally started in brooklyn the big brother restaurant is in brooklyn now spuds nyc it, you can locate them on instagram and they do have a twitter and they are but mostly on point. Very great. They remind me of a, like some of these artisan French fry spots that I've been seeing everywhere. And when I say they, you don't hesitate on checking this place out. I'm serious. Don't hesitate on checking this place out. Do not. Do not even question it because this is literally. A, a restaurant that caters to everyone's glutton. If you're glutton, if you're a glutton for loaded fries, they got you. If I can make a suggestion, I would suggest getting the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, Kennedy, they, 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 they have Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's the actual name of the uh, fry combo, loaded fry combo. Are you surprised or interested? Uh, I'm Kennedy? just a little surprised, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised too because one, one thing I asked, I asked, I was like, am I like the first Instagram person that came in, you know, talked to both spots? And they were like, yep. I was like, mm, you lying? They're like, nope, we're not lying, sir. You were literally the first person that's coming here talking, asking us about our restaurant and stuff. And I was like, huh, I'm glad to be the first Instagrammer. And I tell you, it was very, very informative, you know, very informative um, and very good on the suggestion because they suggested I check out the Fresh Print. I tried the Fresh Prints. And also one thing that's good about this restaurant is that they're very, it's very simple. Very simple. They do burger, it's loaded fries and sliders. Now, I do want to mention to you guys, the loaded fries has like a small and a large. The small 
which doesn't really look like a small. It looks kind of like a medium. And it's definitely worth, if you're just trying to get something you want to eat on the go real quick, definitely get the small. Smalls are all like range from all, literally all of the smalls are like $10.99. Some are $8.99. And I'm telling you, it's worth it. Because when I had that loaded, the loaded fries, I had the large, by the way. I paid $14.99 for the large. And yes, oh my goodness. I, at first bite, when I tasted the cheese topped with um, caramelized onions and that steak with the french fries, I was just like, oh my goodness kind of feeling like I had heaven, but at the same time, I feel like I'm having my first Philly cheesesteak. Like, literally. No no cap. I felt like I was having my first Philly cheesesteak. And it's not like they use the, um, like, an actual Philly cheese. They use, like, the nice, really prime-like steak. They cut it up and um, lay it like a nice little bed onto the fries. And then these are shoestring fries, so, you know, those are and then they top it off with the um and this is the french prince now with the that sweet bell peppers and sweet and the caramelized onions with that cheese man i was just like wow like they saw me like literally acting my like my inner glutton like you know eating like the the the, the food was trying to go somewhere I apologize for how I acted, but I was like, yo, this is good, really good. And it's located right in Harlem, right in Harlem, um, not far from the Magic Johnson Theater. And I tell you, I had a good time checking this restaurant out. I also ordered, I didn't just get the loaded fries, also got the sliders. Now, the sliders are its own, they, they technically complement themselves. Each slider definitely complements itself. The one slider that I had that spoke out to me that it was like, you know, I'm definitely getting was the jerk sliders. Now, the jerk sliders is, it's, it's potato-based. Now, you got a potato bun with, topped with the jerk sauce pineapples, a plantain, and they have a well-seasoned chicken patty. And if you check my page out on Fat Man Love Anime NYC, you will definitely see a full shot, very well-detailed compliments, um, compliments to, big ups to my um, co-host, Kennedy. Thank you very much for um, setting up my camera, so I'm always getting the best shot. Thank you very much, man. No problem. Thank you, because, man, even, I even look at the picture now, and I'm like, I want to go again, but I'm like, nope, one time, one time only. I'm literally making this place like my achievement cookie restaurant, cookie carryout restaurant. So whenever I do something good, I'm going there, like literally, but I'm not going to get the same thing. I'll get other things. I do, I do have my eye on this one 
uh, Loaded Fries. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let y'all go see and find out. But do check my page um, for the to see the pictures of the food. It's very good. And they, one thing I did... Okay, I'm just going to break it. One thing, spoiler, they do have is they have dessert sliders. But that's the only spoiler I'm giving you. I'm not giving you, I'm not telling you anything else. You really have to check my page. Check check into my page um, to see everything else. And also, definitely, definitely check this place out. Now, Spuds is located, give you the exact address. Spuds is located on Adam Clayton Jr. 24, 2046 Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard. That's literally um, Sugar Ray Way. Really can't miss it. I mean, you it may be hard to see because of the other, um, the beauty shop and the uh, West Indian spot. But trust me, it's literally like right at the end of that block on the right side of, of Adam Clayton and it's a hundred percent worth it. Now the Manhattan location is the little brother to the Brooklyn location. And the Brooklyn location does have more of a variety, but the Manhattan one, the difference between the Manhattan one and the Brooklyn spuds is they have more of a variety with the loaded fries. The one in Brooklyn more attacks the sliders. You know? But trust me, both do will does is just desserts and they do fulfill your palate. Trust me on this. So definitely check out Spuds and don't hesitate to swing by and Banana Mama to go on 40 sec in, in Times Square on 200 West 40th Street. Okay, can't miss it. And as much as I want to continue, continue telling y'all about these empanadas and spuds and NYC, I'm going to bring this to a close. Because if I keep talking about this, I'm probably going to end up um, heading there. Because on certain days, they close at uh, real late in the evening. So, yeah. I'm going to literally end on that note. And look forward to everyone hit me up about it. All right. Well, thank you, John. And uh, let's just jump right into our next group of topics. So last week we talked about some of the changes that were happening over at Marvel, specifically about uh, Bob Chapek now being out and Bob Iger being in. Uh, well, I think kind of think if you looked at it on the other hand even though dc had similar news where now they have 
two new studio heads over their DC studios with James Gunn, the big director behind Guardians of the Galaxy, and Peter Safran, this savvy producer, how they're over it and how everybody's happy. I kind of think they wish they had just small things as in the beloved CEO coming back because word hit over the weekend that Wonder Woman 3, the much-anticipated Wonder Woman after the Wonder Woman 1984 situation, uh, that's now gone. Uh, the movie is no longer in production, and that just kind of throws everything into uh into doubt so john how did you react when you found out about the uh news of wonder woman 3 uh being canceled essentially i was kind of saddened though you know because i was looking forward to it but then i had a little doubt because i was like too it it it, it, it impressed me I mean, I didn't, I was kind of a little bit, um, I kind of got, at first, when I first seen it, well, I went off the trailers when I first seen it, which was wrong, but after watching it a second time, I didn't like the story, you know, it's not like they did bad on the story, but I really enjoyed it, and I was looking forward to seeing a three. I was actually tabling to myself which villain would be um would be in three, which was um I table I was tabling between there they're gonna do all about Hades you know and stuff or where they're gonna bring out um or where they're gonna do a collaboration with Wonder Woman and somebody. One of the other um, Justice League heroes, you know, that's that's what I was expecting. But when I seen that they canceled it, I was like, "Yo, this is gonna piss off a lot of people." Okay, so I mean, were you upset by it? them canceling it? I I wasn't upset by it. Uh, I'm just I'm surprised that you really liked. Wonder Woman 1984. Like, what what did you specifically like about that movie? Because I, I didn't necessarily like the movie that much, but what did you really like about it? Because you said, I really liked the movie. Yeah, I really liked the movie. I mean, that armor she wore in it, awesome. But you said you liked like the, the story. Action. What did you like about the story? Yeah, the story I liked about the story was they were talking about um, some of the villains I like. They talked about Chitara. They were talking about um, her. The They continued talking about how her relationship with the pilot, like how that went down and fizzled out. And I was like, huh. This, 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 this kind of clears up a lot. You know? Because when I first heard, like, First time I ever heard Wonder Woman never having a love interest was when I saw um, 
what was it? What was it? What was it? It was a Justice League episode. I can't retrack which one, but um, it was from a Justice League episode that I saw, and I was like, huh. But the oh. but the movie was more than just segments of things that you you said you liked the story. Yeah, so, the story just was. Yeah, that's what I took from it. Right, so, what what did you like about the story? Did you just like the fact that they brought back the love interest? Did you like the whole I thing like about the, the wishing like... stone? Did you like how they put Steve Trevor into another man's body and essentially had him possess the dude? And how he learned how to fly a plane that he was no way in hell able to fly because it came out a decade or two after he was alive. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, trying... I like that part. No, uh, but no, you, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head. You with that one? It was a love interest. It was just a love interest. I I really I, liked it. I mean, okay. I I you know I'm you know I'm a helpless romantic. You know I'm a, I'm I'm a sucker for luck. So. I... The problem I had with the movie was if you replaced the roles, if you made it where it was Batman fell in love with, let's say, Talia Al Ghul while she was possessing the body of another woman, you'd immediately say, okay, this is wrong. This is a little weird. And oh, yeah. that was a major complaint about the movie from a lot of people. They were just like, this is this is really weird. Why not just... It didn't need to be there. You could have just brought him back and just had him appear. Like, it was an odd note that nobody really understood why it came up. And to me, I mean, the story, it wasn't great about the Wishing Stone and all that. That was just kind of shoehorned into there. The motivations behind... The villains, also, just the greater implications of everybody got their wish taken away. What about that person that was in like a really bad situation that suddenly is like, I recanted my wish because Wonder Woman said so. So maybe I wished for the guy who was, you know, really maybe, you know, saying some dirty stuff about me to die and he died and i recanted it so now he's alive or there were there were a lot of different things that could have happened but i i did not like the movie i clearly i i'm about to rant about it but um i would say when i saw that wonder woman 3 was cut it didn't really phase me simply because patty jenkins while i've liked a good number of her stuff I thought, hey, after Wonder Woman 84, uh, maybe she shouldn't be doing, you know, the script writing for this. Maybe she should be, you know, just directing it. Because I like the direction, but the story parts of it, just the more you thought about it, the less it made sense. And it caused me to think way too much. Like, uh, a Fast and Furious movie works for me because I just turn my head off and I just watch and I enjoy. And it doesn't make me turn mm -hmm. my head back on until it's over. But if I have to stop focusing on the movie and thinking about it, then it better be smart enough where, oh my god, 
the thinking is the thing I'm supposed to really understand. Because if it isn't, it's it's going to lose points with me. Um, yeah. I also just think, you know, Patty Jenkins, she just probably had enough. I mean, she's been through, what, two, three different uh, changes in the people directing the movie at this point. And, you know, that can wear on somebody. So I, I understand yeah. why it ended. Uh, I do also think there's one thing that a lot of people just aren't bringing up, and that is with James Gunn and Peter Safran coming on board, they might just want a clean slate. I, I agree with you on that. I like, definitely agree with you on that. Like, I saw the whole clean slate when I... Um, I heard that they were changing up the Superman, the actors for Superman. And I was like, well, um, I'm not going to say good luck because y'all are, them two are booming with luck. (laughs) So all I can say is I'm looking forward to seeing who they pick as a new Superman and the new Aquaman. I mean, to be honest, me personally, do you think Jason Momoa made a bad Aquaman? Jason Momoa was a fine Aquaman. It wasn't the problem with keeping people on. It's what's the continuity. And that's been the biggest problem with DC. You know, if you're going to make a cinematic universe, then that means it has to fit together. It's like, if you're making there's a difference between making a trilogy and making James Bond movies if you want James Bond movies you can have James Bond movies none of the movies really interact with one another and stuff like that you can do that that's fine the issue becomes if you want to do that you have to be very conscious in how you do it because that's what they do with Indiana Jones, pretty much. That's what they yeah, do with James gosh. Bond. You know, these yeah. are movies where they're re- you could watch them out of order and you're fine. But when you make it a cinematic universe, when you make things that are even loosely tied together, you need to know what's going on and your movies can't supersede one another to the point where this movie makes everything that happened in this movie completely obsolete and not matter at all you know yeah I hear you. and i hear you. like that's that's the issue that i think has plagued the dc cinematic universe Because if they just wanted to do like a whole bunch of James Bond and, you know, they could have done a whole bunch of Aquaman movies. They could have done a whole bunch of Wonder Woman movies. They could have done a whole bunch of Batman movies and not crossed it over and been fine. It could have worked that way. The problem is they didn't. And we all just wonder, how are these movies crossing over from one to the other? This doesn't really make sense. And that's the thing they're kind of getting caught by. So 
I could understand if James Gunn and Peter Safran are coming in there and just saying, we're going to wipe the slate clean. We're going to, the Flash movie is coming out. Every other movie that's on the docket, canceled. We might bring actors back. We might not. We might recast people. And from this point onward, is the DC Cinematic Universe and everything before that no longer matters. I, I could 100% see them do that. You know? I, 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 yeah, you're right. I, I think, but I also think now, because we've talked about this before, with the stories that we yeah. want, like, James Gunn to get into, like, bringing up the Dakotaverse from... Yes, we still you know, want bringing the up static shock, I mean, bringing up like icon. Yeah, all these, all these other stories um, that could be told. Um, Miss, am I saying it right, Mister Terrific? Yeah, Mister Terrific. Mister Terrific, the smartest man. Yeah, Mister Terrific could now be uh, brought up. Uh, honestly, Black Lightning. Black Lightning. I think you were going to say Black Lightning, weren't you? I was going to say Green Lantern. Darn it! I was that was going to be my next one. Shoot. Well, I think with with these moves, I could see them where. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you this: If okay. there is going to be another Justice League, because they could go Justice League, or they could see what happened with The Rock and just say we're going to do Justice Society of America. They could do either one. Oh. It could it could work either way. If they did okay, another now, if they did another Justice League, what who would you want to see as the founding members of the Justice League? No, 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 no. You said Justice Society. You you had me at Justice Society. We we we, we can we can talk Justice League, but let's go to Justice Society, please. Okay. Okay. So for Justice just the JSA. I would say Justice Society. That's how I say it. Um, I would love to see them talk about Jay Garrick. I would really like to see hear more about Jay Garrick because literally Jay Garrick's so style. He's like literally the Hermes of the DC universe. Like the fastest god alive. I mean, come on. I mean, this is a, aka the Flash. Jay Garrick, Flash, fastest man alive. I want to see Jay Garrick. I want to hear more about Jay Garrick. You know, they they could do that. I mean, that man. Wow, like they, they could literally do. I could see them doing. Like probably three movies, and then, yeah, with the Justice Society, I can see them doing three, three to four movies based off those, based off everybody in Justice Society. Right, then, then who would you, you know? want in the Justice Society? Ah oh, man, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I mean, you, you, you wanted to stop it and talk about the Justice Society, so you can't just. You can't just be caught. I, I know, but there's a lot. There's like, I mean, I want to see. Well, one, I want to see Starman. 
That's one. Um, I would also want to see Liberty Bell in the Justice Society. Yeah. No, those, are, that, 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 those are my those are my go to. So I mean, oh wait, wait, and um, no, I don't think he was in the Justice Society. I'm thinking about uh, shoot, I'm thinking about um, Justice Society. Justice, this why is this guy escaping my head? Um, well, Doctor Fate, Doctor Fate was Justice Society, right? Dr. Fate was in the Justice Society, yes. Yeah, I want to see his origin story, you know? Okay. Cinematically, cinematically. Now, who I would pick, it's... I'm, I, I, I mean, I have... Well, no, we're not, we're not getting into, no, 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 stop, no, we're not getting into who we would cast and all this stuff, no, we're not getting into that. Okay. Because okay. that's, yeah, that's let's not too do that. much, but. Yeah, that's too much, we, we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I do not want to, no, yeah, so, we'll do that. But so moving you, on, going to the, moving on, what are you going to say? What I was going to say was that with all these different paths going on really the the road is wide open for peter for gun and saffron to really make their moves in the future the only mm-hmm. thing that's really going to you know stop them is because they've messed up for so long prior to them coming on most people's you know patience for dc is at an all-time low even Uh, though they have such a wide you know catalog and they have so many villains and heroes and everything like that because they mm -hmm. have messed up several years in a row people are not going to view this as hey they are setting up the table you know let's trust these guys sadly when most people look at this they're not looking at this from we're gonna dive into this and we're gonna really understand what's happening behind the scenes and everything like that they're gonna look at this at the very base level which is dc's messing up again because they're canceling all these movies. But it wouldn't be like they're messing up again. They're actually doing what we, we wanted them to do from jump. I, but to the to the average moviegoer, oh, yeah. what do you think they're going to see? Well, upgrade for one. I mean, let's let's. Be I mean, when, when no, I'm 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 being honest here because the cinematic universe is stuck. The animated universe was way better. DC animation was way better than DC cinema. Okay, but the issue isn't about the DC animated versus DC cinema. When you look at the discourse that's happening online, 
it's not a hey these guys are coming in they are setting their agenda and they're going to give us their plan soon and they're really going to stick by it most of what i'm hearing is look at dc mess up again wow i was totally expecting different did have you heard differently I, from peers, and I was, I've heard that this is a step up. Like, DC's finally coming out of the, um, well, okay, yeah, now that I rethink about, yeah, some of the stuff I heard, I, I don't want to repeat, but I would say, my, my, what I said, DC's finally seen the error of their um, mess-ups and are going in making a new. They're basically redeeming themselves from all their mess-ups. I mean, they've made a lot of them, so it'll it, it's going to take a long time for them to really step up. It's not just going to be mm. one movie and suddenly they're back on track. It's, it's going to have to be continued level of excellence from them. Because that's... Yeah. DC could come out with a great movie in the beginning of the year and then come out with a dumpster fire at the end. And True. it's not like we haven't seen it before. Oh. You know? I'm guessing you're going to mention Justice League, aren't you? I'm not, I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's a good point like the movie right before justice league was wonder woman wonder woman was a great movie the first wonder woman was a great movie justice league was not a great movie and the movie before wonder woman was the suicide squad Which so was it's real good the first suicide squad was not real good Oh no no the 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 first one but the um the second one was good yeah but the second one came out after Justice League yeah that's, yeah that's true so you really have to you have to think about the quality that they're coming out with. When you look at the other side of the comic book movie uh, powerhouses with DC and Marvel, even though I know that there are people who are disappointed at the Marvel movies, especially in this latest phase, the quality of each of those movies collectively is at a level that DC wishes that it was at. Even the one that I really didn't like, which was Eternals, I really did not like that movie. It still had a level of quality, a level of polish that it's going to take DC years to get. And I hope they get there because competition is great. It's important. It makes everybody better. Okay, you say years. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to differ there. They're not going to do uh, it in one movie. No, it's going to take a whole lot of movies. Like, I, I see us maybe waiting 
You know what? If I, you know what? I'm not gonna say it because if I say it, they'll go into it and they'll make it probably happen. So I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. Okay. Well, I was just thinking like the time it's gonna take for them to come up with their plan, execute that plan. Minimum for me is gonna be between three to four years. That minimum is what I'm thinking of. The Flash is still coming out. I think Blue Beetle is still coming out because that was way too late into its production. And after that, everything else that's coming out for this new cinematic universe and Shazam. Can't forget about Shazam. I was just about to bring up Shazam. Yeah, but Shazam is Shazam's in that weird space. Yeah. However, it's always kind of, Shazam's always been like that guy in that weird space all the time, so. Yeah, he, he really has. Um, yeah, I mean, let's, 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 let's quote the meat and potatoes, you know. Yeah, let's, we'll see what they do from here. All I can say is, if you really love Henry Cavill and you want him back as Superman, uh, the she odds are not writing. Yeah, the odds aren't looking great in your favor. Nope. You know? But I mean Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean literally does not look good. Mm-mm. Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna pivot from one superhuman character to a bunch of superhuman games in that the video game awards were on recently. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't aware of the video game awards, the video game awards happen every year. And essentially, they are, in quotation marks, the award show for video games. It's for video games by video games. It's like yeah. the... It's like the Academy Awards for video games, even though I'm not really sure it's voted on by, like, um, journalists. Okay, yeah, you make a good point there. Maybe it's more like the Golden Globes. Thank yeah, you, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's more probably, like Golden Globes. Man. Yeah, it's more like the Golden Globes. Like, Academy, I think, was a little... Like, I know they do, um, like, Twitch Awards, where they... Um, at the Twitch Awards, they usually... No, not Twitch Awards. E-Games. E-Games usually comes off to me like the Academy Awards for video games because they're announcing so many new stuff. You know? Well, I mean... And they're they're paying homage. I'm not really paying attention to the trailers. Like, that's really the big thing about the video game awards or the e-game awards or anything like that really it's just a lot of marketing for games that are going to happen in the future it's like a mini e3 only in a much smaller format than anything else Uh, most times when the video game awards come out we're not talking about the actual awards except for game of the year we're talking about the trailers that we saw. And in every other award show, we're talking about the people that actually received awards on stage. And that's not what happens at the Video Game Awards. 
new. <clears throat> you know, so let's let's talk a little bit about some of the trailers that came out because that's that's the most important thing. And I know the biggest one that I saw was they announced Hades 2. Yes. I love the first Hades. It's a great roguelike game. Uh, roguelike basically means it's a game where there's a lot of failure in it. But the way that failure is built into it makes it a very fun game. Mm-hmm. Now, Hades 2, it looks like it's going to take place with a female protagonist, which is great. I can't wait to see how they're going to bring the story together. We don't know very much about it. I'm very interested to see where that goes. Uh, I know there was a new Transformers trailer as well. So we only saw a trailer where it was a guy and he was starting back up an Autobot. So I'm not sure where that's going. But it's going to be interesting. The game is going to be called Transformers... What? Transformers uh, Reactivate? So, so. that makes sense for what they showed us. Um, I just hope this game doesn't... um, Did you play the Ghostbusters video game? The new one? Mm-hmm. I've, I've played a little bit of it. Why? I kind of liked it, but it, it, it didn't really hit too much with me. And I'm feel, when I saw that trailer, I felt they were kind of, it was kind of like the same as that game. So do you think it's going to be a PV, you think it's going to be a PVP game primarily? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. And I might just get surprised and be like, wow, I may have put my foot in my mouth when I said what I said just now. It could be possible. You know. We probably won't know until we see the game. But, you know, it's very early in the trailer. It was very rough. So I don't don't know exactly what we're going to get. We could get a PvP game. I hope that it does have at least a small uh, single-player campaign. Um, We also saw there's a new Hellboy game coming out. It's called Web of Weird. Yeah. I I like the art style for that one. Uh, That art style is really nice. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how they detailed um, Hellboy in this really well. Yeah, no, the art, the art was great in that one. I'm really looking forward to how it progresses. The other big game that was announced was obviously, you know, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah, the sequel to uh. The last Star Wars movie, which was great because we're seeing an older uh, Cal Kestis. Mm-hmm. Did you play that game, John? Um, 
That one I didn't get to. I played a little bit of it, but like, but um, I was holding it for a small amount of time. I didn't get to play play it fully like I wanted to, but I like the game. Game's good. It has good control. Um, art and graphics are highly piqued my interest, and I can't say I was disappointed. No, I absolutely agree. It was. It looked great. I'm very interested to see what they're going to bring into the second game. As well as the story. The story was the surprising thing in that game because the story was really solid. So I'm I'm very intrigued to see where they go from there. Uh, we got a confirmation that the weirdest game in the past decade, or one of the weirdest, uh, Death Stranding, that's getting a sequel. You know, yeah. the Hideo Kojima Weird Fest is uh, ongoing. Now, I, I like I like Hideo Kojima. I think he is a great director. I think he can make some great games. I think Hideo Kojima, though, is one of those guys where he makes his best stuff not when he's given free reign. I think he makes his best stuff when you give him restrictions and you tell him this is what you have to work in. Like there's yeah, some, I agree with you on that one. I mean, there are some people who can, you give them an unlimited budget and they will make an amazing thing. And there are others mm -hmm. who you say, hey, you can make something amazing, but I got to watch you. Because if I don't, you're going to make something super weird. You know? Because <laughs> yeah. you, know you know what it reminds me of when I look at Hideo Kojima? Um, it, it relates to Broadway for the most part. Uh, so, you know The Lion King on Broadway, right? Yes. Amazing show. If you have not seen The Lion King, you should go watch The Lion King. It's a great show. You know, it's got a lot of great art design, the story, all that stuff. It's great, right? But Real great. Yes, it is. Would it, would it surprise you that the person, the original director behind, uh, behind The Lion King also had another play on Broadway years later, and that was considered one of the biggest Broadway bombs to happen. Are you trying to think of the movie? Are you trying to think of the play? Yes, I'm so trying to think of the play. Do, do you know who I'm talking about? You know the lady that I'm talking about? I'm so mad. I'm spacing on this. Okay. Wow. So, you know, because I hadn't even said her name yet, so I'd be very impressed if you knew who it was and you knew the second play that she did. I should know because you know my wife is a, is a big drama drama queen. Well, 
irregardless of that, while she did do The Lion King, and that was super successful, she also was the original director behind a certain comic book play that came out on Broadway and it bombed pretty spectacularly. And it starred a superhero that was in New York. Since hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you every shot I can to see if you can get this because you're saying you know it. So I was gonna let you off the hook. Um I'm scared to say it. Go ahead, say it. Are we talking Spider-Man? We are talking Spider-Man. God dang it. Why? Spider-Man turn oh, off the dark. Oh, man. Not again. Not the, again. The same lady that did oh, The Lion man. King did Spider-Man turn off the dark. And a lot of us said it wasn't a wise decision. It wasn't a wise decision. A lot of us said it wasn't a wise decision. They, they lost tens of millions of dollars on that Broadway play. Oh. But you got you to gotta consider this. This is a lady that came out with a play that is still playing on Broadway over a decade later. Massively successful in The Lion King. Massively successful. And she then came out with Spider-Man Turn on the Dark. Oh, man. The difference between the two from everything I've been able to piece together is with The Lion King, Disney had a tight leash on her Uh and told her no, and they gave her restrictions. Whereas when it came to Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the people that were in charge of that did not give her restrictions and told her she could do whatever she wanted. So to bring it back to my point, that's how I feel about Hideo Kojima. I think he's okay. an amazing director. I think he can come out with some of the best stuff you will see. I do think that he comes out with his best stuff when he has restrictions versus you let him do whatever he wants. Because I played the original Death Stranding and I was I was unimpressed to say the least. Meanwhile, we all love him for his Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, yeah. But you think about that. He had restrictions when he made those Metal Gear Solid games. So he couldn't do yeah, everything he wanted to do. Nah, they nah. They put they put that was yeah. They had that brother gunpoint when with must have had them must have had that dude gunpoint when he was directing those. Like you better not better not pull something out of your hat. You better do exactly what we say. And you know that's that's a big that's a big thing when it comes to creative expression, and that is 
when you make something, sometimes the best things that are made aren't made with just full creative freedom, but they're made because, hey, there are restrictions, so we have to get creative. You know, it's the difference between like how uh, in the original Evil Dead movie, the way that they made a steady cam is they just put a camera on a two by four and they ran that through the woods in order to make that into a steady cam. Now, if they had the money, maybe they could have bought one, but they didn't. So they improvised and it worked great. The also, here's another thing to bring it back to Marvel we were talking previously about. In the yeah. original Avengers movie, the Hulk was not supposed to be there. The Hulk was not supposed to be there. They actually wanted the Wasp to be there. They were told no. And then we got the Hulk. Now, I think the Wasp could have been a great add to the movie. We still I think got... if... Yeah. Okay. I think if they had went with the Wasp, it would have been something rushed. That's I'm... my opinion. It could have been. You know, I think... It would have been rushed. I think if they went with the Wasp, you would have had a different franchise. But we instead we got the Hulk, who everybody loves, and we got the Evangeline Lily Wasp, mm-hmm. who everybody loves as well. So I, I think we I think we got the better end of it. And instead of getting the short end of a stick, yeah. You know, so that's that's what I mean when I say that at the end of the day, we love Hideo Kojima. We're probably going to play Death Stranding too. I just hope that they're not just giving him the keys and just saying drive wherever you want to. I hope uh, they're giving him a little bit of guardrails, but I doubt it. Really? I, I highly doubt it. You know, I, I okay, think... so what are your expectations for this game then? Uh, fever dream. That that is my expectations for this game. Okay, that's it. yeah 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 okay yeah that that that's good enough for me. But I would say the last thing to talk about the video game awards to bring it back to that was when Elden Ring won Game of the Year. And uh, the, the Were you little surprised? Sp- I wasn't surprised at Elden Ring winning Game of the Year. It was between them and God of War. I was kind of surprised because I really thought God of War was going to win it. God of War is a great game. And I think God of War, if... Elden Ring didn't come out this year, God of War would have won it. Yeah, good point. I I just, I think 
God of War Ragnarok was such a great game. I just think Elden Ring had so much momentum and it the story that it told was so interesting that it just it kept that momentum throughout the year. And I don't think God of War Ragnarok could have overcame it so late into the year. Nah, yeah, you're making a point. <sighs> I just wish that we were just talking about the speech that they came out with for uh for Elden Ring instead of what happened when they accepted it with uh with the little now for those of you who aren't aware when the team for Elden Ring when they accepted it and I will say he did not do a Kanye for the most part Ooh. he uh, they were crashed by a fourth individual who went up there with them. He let all of them do their speeches. And then, before the end of it, he got up there, got to the mic, and then uh, thanked Bill Clinton. The Yeah, that... So you really don't call that a Kanye? I kind of... Kinda in the Kanye waters, dude. It's it is it's very it's it's in the waters. The difference is with Kanye. Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift. Ooh, good point. He did not interrupt any of those people. He let them finish all their speeches. Then once they were done, he went up there and said his thing. Mm. You know, because Kanye just went up there right in the middle of it and was just like I'm gonna let you finish but that's no that's not what this guy did it's it's Kanye-esque but in a certain way it's the classier Kanye it's it's Kanye plus yeah, I agree with you this dude did a Kanye plus um so I Obviously, when it happened, we were all wondering, what the heck? Who was this guy? So, I did some research to find out a little Ooh. bit about him. Do tell. So, the guy's name is, uh, at least his online persona is, uh, from what I understand, it's called Matan Evan. And this came out in articles later on. Um, mm -hmm. This is not his first time interrupting uh live events so apparently he did the same thing at blizzcon in 2019 where uh he interrupted a uh he interrupted a world of warcraft panel what uh also he did it during the uh, during an LA Clippers game. So he, you know, when they do the fan cam at like, you know, basketball games. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Of course. Apparently, I've always he, wanted to be on. 
he flashed some conspiracy stuff on the fan cam. I'm weak. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't make this stuff up. I'm weak. So I'm weak at the sound of that. And remember, it's not us judging the guy. Obviously, no, no, no judgment. You know, it's just it always surprises me how much you can get away with when you walk with confidence. I always walk with a little bit of confidence, so I'm not overconfident. Because this guy, he just walked right on stage. Nobody really questioned who he was until after it had already happened. Truth. And, and, to, be, and to be fair, to be honest to him, it did not... Uh, it didn't take away from Elden Ring's night like what Kanye did. Like I said, he let them finish, unlike Kanye. Yeah. That's that's the only thing I'm going to give so, him. So 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 can we call him Kanye Plus? Yeah, we can we can we can call him Kanye Plus. I'm I'm cool with that for doing that. Um I don't think he would want to be associated with Kanye West though. But yeah. hey, you I'm I think he's just lucky that they didn't press charges because as of today, they haven't arrested them. That could change during the week. Oh, yeah. But as of recording this podcast, they have not arrested him so or pressed charges. So I think I think he got off lucky there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to talk about from the uh, from the game awards? Um, no, not really. Not really. I was. Mm-mm, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, so now that we've done talking about games, uh, John, tell people where to find you. Well, you can find me. Uh, definitely find me now in a uh, nicer, uh, in definitely awesomer restaurants thank god they're now moving to new york and yeah i you probably catch me eating healthy you know what I'm, I'm gonna leave it there you will possibly catch me eating healthy and you will be shocked out of your mind you will be surprised you would definitely be surprised because i didn't order two or something healthy i ordered only one Practicing that portion control. But if you could find, if you do need to find me and you want to know about, you know, new spots and um, new, un- like, new hidden gems in your backyard or you need a, a good uh, carryout spot or you want a good place where you can get a cookie, feel free. Hit up Fat Man Love Anime NYC21. And I will definitely be willing. I'll open the 
um, invitation of joining me at a restaurant that you've probably never been to before. All right. So the usual things apply for me. If you want to find me, I ask that you don't. If you do want to contact the show, however, I encourage that you do so. Our email is yes. two sides podcast at gmail.com. That's T W O S I D E Z podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at two sides of a coin. You can find us on Twitter at the Twitter handle two sides coin. Please feel free to reach out. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We also we also release our episodes on YouTube every week. So hey, please feel free to reach out. Love to hear from you guys, and we will catch you later. Yes. Later, dudes.